This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum. If you have been diagnosed a serious terminal illness, then we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant you a miraculous, speedy, complete recovery and your return to better than what you were initially. Amin. Together with that, we also have to consider the fact that you may not make it because while we all want to see you cured, while you need to be determined that you will be cured by the help of Allah, cure entails one of two things. Either you return to what you were and better than what you were in terms of your health, your life on this earth, or you return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that too is a type of cure. It is a type of recovery because although not in the context of this worldly life, but when it comes to the body, our relationship with this body would be over to a great degree and therefore we would be returning to Allah. Now, how should a Muslim look at these two things? Let's talk about the first one. The recovery in terms of cure and this worldly life for us to return to our normal lives. Yes, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant that to you. We are determined and we will continue to pray. We will supplicate. We seek the forgiveness of Allah. We ask Allah to grant us and all those who are sick and ill cure. And subhanallah, we would love to see progress in your health and we would love to see better days. Many times people are told that you have two weeks to live, three weeks to live, a few days to live, a few months to live. And wallahi, they live way beyond what they were told, subhanallah. And then you have others who did not expect to have died so suddenly and they die healthy. No one knew that they were going to go, but Allah knew. And they were taken away without any warning, without any notice. Does Allah really give warnings to people? Well, if we were to look at all the warnings and all the reminders that came to us through revelation, we would say we have all been given the general warning. You know, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, كُلُّ نَفْسٍ الْمَوْتِ More than one place in the Quran, Allah says, All souls, every soul shall taste death. Subhanallah. Now, say Allah has not written for me the type of cure that I want. Say Allah has not written for you the type of cure that you want. Say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has actually given you a chance to prepare for the meeting with him in a better way by giving you a sickness before you died. In that way, it is a blessing because it wasn't a sudden death where you were unable to say your goodbyes or you were unable to prepare better for the meeting with Allah. When Allah tells us, وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ You should not die except in the condition of submission. Then what he means is you should lead your lives entirely in a way that if you were to go at any time, you would find yourself submitting to Allah or in submission to Allah and not in transgression. So 
my beloved brothers when, and sisters, when you start your day in a beautiful way with the pre-dawn prayer, Salatul Fajr, and you continue with the recitation of revelation, the Quran, and you continue with the remembrance of the Almighty, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you were truthful through that day, perhaps you gave a small charity through the day. If you were to die on that type of a day, it is a blessed death. And that's why a Muslim is taught every day to start in that way and to continue in the most beautiful way any day that you and i are to go should be a day that we have commenced with the obedience of allah may allah grant us a beautiful death so if you have been diagnosed a terminal illness or sickness it is actually such a great blessing because while you are going to try and you have to with all the medication on that front you will have to start to prepare with your meeting for your meeting with allah that is something people may say this to you they may not say it to you i'm taking the liberty today to tell you my brother my sister prepare for the day you're going to meet with allah because it's going to be the most beautiful the most amazing the most awesome day ever is the day when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows his mercy to you and grants you that successful uh, you know uh, should i say light or grants you that successful book filled with all goodness and all the bad is wiped out and you see the reward of the patience you bore during the lifetime while you were on earth that is going to be an amazing, amazing, beautiful day when Allah will grant you paradise that has no ending. He will give you whatever you wish. Subhanallah, I for one am definitely looking forward for that, for that day or to that particular day. Now my brothers and sisters, so what do I do? I want to be cured. I have a wife, I have children, I have family members, I have parents, I have businesses, I have whatever. That's what you might say. I still have little kids. You know what? It's all about you. They were not here some time back or you were not here if they were older than you at a certain stage in their lives. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you back perhaps. Prepare for that day in a beautiful way. Don't worry. The world will continue after you've left. But before you know it, you're going to be reunited with your loved ones. Allah guarantees that. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَاتَّبَعَتْهُمْ ذُرِّيَّتُهُمْ بِإِيمَانٍ أَلْحَقُنَا بِهِمْ ذُرِّيَّتَهُمْ وَمَا أَلَتْنَاهُمْ مِنْ عَمَلِهِمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ Allah says, those who believe and their families followed with belief after them, subhanAllah. Allah says, for as long as they were all on the same page, they will all be gathered and united once again. Subhanallah. Alhaqna bihim dhurriyatahum. We will connect with them. We will reunite. We will rejoin. We will unite their families with them once again. Don't worry too much about all of that. What you need to do right now, may commence. You need to know when you seek the forgiveness of Allah, you are forgiven. If you were sincere, you are totally forgiven, as clean as the day you're born, and even cleaner, because from the perspective of sin, yes, it's all wiped out, but the good deeds, not wiped out. Make peace with Allah. Learn to, re to understand and believe in the mercy and goodness and kindness of Allah. Imagine you've been hearing about the most kind, the most merciful, the most compassionate, the most beautiful, and so on. Surely, I want to meet him. 
I want to meet he who made me and everything, subhanallah. I want to meet him and I will go back to him. So we will prepare for the day when we will meet with Allah in a better way by seeking forgiveness, by repeating beautiful words of praise and the declaration of faith on a daily basis. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu akbar, wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, al-aliyy al-azim. You praise Allah, you talk to him, you tell him how great he is and you ask him to make it easy for you when you meet with him. So we have hope in the mercy of Allah, we praise Allah, we seek his forgiveness and at the same time we ask him what we want. We supplicate, oh Allah grant me goodness, my family take care of them and so on. And mashallah we have hope, inshallah if we are cured in worldly terms, we will be happy and excited but we've got to go at some point. Perhaps if Allah takes us away, he knows when is the best time for us to go. And so you need to prepare your will, make sure you've done that. You need to make peace with those whom you might have had misunderstandings with, try your best to do that. You need to leave behind clear instructions as to what you may want. Some wasiya, they call it little advice for your children, your siblings, your spouse, your whoever else it may be. You can leave a few pieces of advice for them to say, I would like you to do X, Y, and Z after my death, or I'd like you to remember Allah, take a look at what Yaqub did with his children, where Allah asks a question, were you present when death came to the Prophet Jacob, may peace be upon him. He gathered his children, they were all there, and he told them, I want you to worship none but Allah, the Lord of your father and your forefathers, subhanAllah, Ibrahim, Ishaq, and so on. May Allah grant us the ability to follow in these wise footsteps, mashallah, filled with wisdom and knowledge. So we will try our best to do that. And, you know, as much as we have hope in the mercy of Allah, we need to prepare for the worst. That too is the mercy of Allah. When someone dies, what is said? We all belong to Allah and we shall all return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Similarly, when it comes to death, people are taught to say such and such a person is in the mercy of Allah. You know, intaqala ila rahmatillah. They have now transferred to the mercy of Allah. Not like they were not in the mercy prior, but they are now in the mercy of Allah. We don't have enough knowledge to give you the details, but we can give you a little picture as to certain things. And from among these things, we will tell you they're totally in the mercy of Allah. Those whom you leave behind. They would probably do deeds on your behalf, but I want to tell you, you're alive. You may have a terminal sickness. You can do a sadaqah now. Did you ever know that when you do your sadaqah jariya in your own life, it is a billion times better than someone else doing it after your death? Did A billion is just a figure, but I mean it is so much better. In fact, the other one, there is no guarantee that it's going to be completely accepted. But your one, inshallah, it stands the greatest chance of helping you. When the hadith says, when, when a human being passes away, their deeds are cut except three. So what are those three? Knowledge that that person taught themselves when they were alive will help them after they died.
Secondly, a sadaqa jariya, which that person did himself or herself, which will then help them after they died. He never spoke about a sadaqa jariya being done by someone else and then it is accepted as a deed that is for this particular dead person. Although it is permissible or there is a scope of permissibility in that front, but we need to know when I've done it myself, it is totally a good deed done by me. It will help me. And Alhamdulillah, if it is jariya, which means the, the, the benefit of it is prolonged, then the reward of it will also be prolonged. So do it while you're alive. We drill wells for those or boreholes for those who've passed away. I tell you what, the correct way of doing it is to have done it while you were alive for yourself. You know, people say, can I read Quran for the dead person? The reality is read Quran for yourself. You're alive. I mean, why should we wait for people to die? And then we're reading for dead when we didn't, when we didn't read it while we were alive. You know, it is something that there is a huge debate regarding for this reason. So someone didn't do something, they didn't want to do it, or they may have wanted, or whatever the reason was. And you think, okay, I'm going to do it. And this is why when it comes to seeking forgiveness for another, the Prophet ﷺ says, your child, if you're, you've left behind someone who's going to pray for you, that will also benefit you. That's the third thing. So to recap, a sadaqa jariya you did in your life will help you after you've died. A knowledge that you've taught in your life or you've tried to spread knowledge in your life will help you after you've died. For, and another thing is after you've died, those whom you've left behind, if they pray for you, meaning supplicate, make dua for you, that will help you as well. People ask me, what should I do for my deceased mother? I tell them, pray for her, seek forgiveness for her. They say, but that's too easy. I said, the most powerful thing is the easiest thing. You know, the other things, yes, you could. You could actually drill a borehole and ask Allah to give them the reward. There, there is a lot. You could perhaps fulfill a hajj or an umrah. There is a scope for it. But there are debates among the scholars in this regard as to what the limits are. So I'd like to say, get out of the debate. Do it for yourself in your lifetime. If you're terminally ill, the one of the things you want to do, spend your money because when you spend your money while you're alive, even if you're slightly ill, Terminally ill, okay, there is a scope, there is discussion as to what exactly you can do. But if you want to drill a well, you still can, subhanallah. Uh, you know, if you want to do a few things, you still can, especially with the approval of your family, you still would be able to. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us. So these are some issues we need to address when we speak about people who are terminally ill and sick. You must listen to this because it's very important. Have hope in the mercy of Allah. And prepare for the day you're going to meet with Allah. And inshallah, if you're going to go, they may put you into a coma. They may induce a coma. You know, you may not be able to have that consciousness you had. So prior to getting to that condition, learn to make peace with Allah. Repeat the Shahada a lot because of the Hadith where those who utter the Shahada as the last words before they leave would probably be getting Jannatul Firdaus as per the Hadith. So repeat that a lot. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah and so on. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Increase your remembrance of Allah and I've given you some examples and you've made peace with Allah and subhanallah. The pain, take it in your stride. They may give you painkillers. They may give you pethidine. You may not be able to feel much. You may not be able to feel much. And you know what? 
May Allah make your death easy if he's written it for you and may he cure you urgently if he's written that for you. I don't know what Allah's written for me, but I ask Allah for a good death. To be honest, if you die with a smile and you die in a condition that Allah is pleased with you, what more do you want? I could go now. What would happen to my family members? They will live, inshallah. They might even live a better life than they had when I was around. Could be possible. So remember my brothers and sisters, prepare for the day you're going to meet with Allah while you're asking Allah to cure you in worldly terms. Subhanallah. Like I said right at the beginning, when you say, Oh Allah, I ask you for miraculous cure. In actual fact, yes, we want a miracle. There are people who were terminally ill and then suddenly, subhanallah, they got better. I know stage four cancer patients who came back and they're as fit as fiddles, subhanallah. But my brothers and sisters, prepare while you want the cure. This way, Allah might cure you the other way. What that means is you're cured. You're no longer in that pain. You're no longer suffering. But that's if you took it in your stride. You did your best to keep yourself alive because that's what Allah's asked us to do, to save the lives, to actually protect life. But if Allah has taken you at the end, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, may Allah grant us all Jannatul Firdaus. Very soon we will be united with our loved ones. And this is why we need to leave good uh, nasiha, advice, and uh, you know, good words to our family members, our loved ones, and remind them to do good when we've gone. Uh, and never think, never think that you won't go. So when we're sick, people will not generally come to us and say, prepare for death. I'm here telling it to you because you are listening to this perhaps at a time when I was not aware that you were sick, or perhaps later on after I've recorded it by months or years. My brother, my sister, just prepare for the good day when you're going to meet with Allah. Don't lose hope. Think of the good you've done. What good have you done during your life? Think of it and smile. And as for the bad, seek forgiveness. Seek forgiveness and have hope that Allah has forgiven you. Past tense, subhanAllah. Wiped out. Allah has always forgiven those who seek forgiveness. And this is why one of the great scholars said, if you cannot compete with the pious, if you cannot compete with the pious in their good deeds, then at least compete with the sinners in their repentance. Subhanallah. Amazing. If I cannot do good deeds like others, then at least let me learn from the repentance of the sinners and beat them in repentance. May Allah grant us forgiveness. Remember, it's going to be a beautiful day. A very beautiful day. Going back to Allah, that's going to be amazing. That's going to be something beyond imagination. I am so positive about it because I know I've worshipped Allah alone as best as I can. I've tried my best to follow the sunnah. Wherever I faltered, I seek forgiveness every single day. I have hope, I try to lead a life where I can serve my family and help them and guide them and the ummah and everyone I'm supposed to be kind to, I try my best, I try not to hurt people, I try not to um, say bad things about people, I'm very careful with what I say, what I do to the best of my abilities, I am a human, I have faltered, I do seek forgiveness, but I know that's what Allah wants from me is to seek forgiveness wherever I faltered. And so I'm looking forward to meeting with Allah. I'm going to tell him, Oh Allah, I worshipped you alone and I tried my best to follow the messenger. 
have mercy on me. I'm quite sure that Allah's not going to throw us and discard us. I'm quite sure he's going to be having some beautiful, beautiful interactions with us. So may Allah bless you all. Aqulu qawli hadha wa sallallahu wa sallama wa baraka ala nabiyina Muhammadin wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.